This is the Rad Podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and what I'm here to do. Share what I'm reading for R, an action step for A, and a discussion for D. This is episode 16. I am not done talking about things that matter and things that are happening in the world today, and I hope today's episode is both helpful and encouraging to you. Let's get started with reading. I recently finished a book by Natasha Sistrunk Robinson called A Sojourner's Truth, Choosing Freedom and Courage in a Divided World. I absolutely loved it. It was a five-star read for me. She weaves teaching and scripture and personal narrative together so well. I wanted to share some of the things I've learned while reading this book, especially as we as a nation continue having conversations around race and reconciliation. Natasha opens this book with her two main convictions, that first, we need to hear more stories that originate with and feature the voices and experiences of people of color, And second, that we need to see more women and men working and leading together across generations to advance the kingdom of God. I love that that these two things motivated her to write this book, and I think she really nailed it in these pages that she wrote. Early in the book, she writes about the story of Moses and the early days of his life when a whole generation of baby boys were being thrown into the Nile River and his own life was at risk. She writes, We see from Moses' story that God hears the cries of the oppressed. God enters our pain through our suffering, even in the silence. If healing is to come, then this pain must be named and confronted. We cannot look away. With every truth-telling moment, we can better discern what these moments reveal about our history, our authentic selves, our leadership journey, and our hope for a better future, only then can we challenge each other to join in God's great work of justice, redemption, and reconciliation. She goes on to say, Our healing from a sin-sick, power-driven, money-hungry, and racialized culture will come only when we learn to see differently. None of us really knows how one empathetic gesture One listening ear, one kind word spoken, or one loving act can change the trajectory of a person's life. Later in the book, as she writes about history, she says, The biblical Exodus narrative has given generations of African Americans hope for a freedom that is never voluntarily given, but must always be demanded. And she writes, God is on a mission to redeem all things, including us. Surrender. Give yourself permission to interrogate your life in light of the society, culture, and family in which you were raised. Allow history to become your teacher. I could go on and on quoting powerful and beautiful and meaningful words from this book. I learned so much and loved hearing Natasha's story as well as her thoughts on scripture and theology from the perspective of a Black American woman. I highly recommend reading A Sojourner's Truth. I'll link to it in the show notes. And now for action. I've started a new journaling exercise lately, and it's been a good and grounding one for me. 
It's not an idea that I came up with, but one my friend Rachel Nordgren started a few years ago on her social media. The idea is to journal truth, beauty, and goodness. I write about one thing for each of those three buckets, and it's a simple but meaningful way to record the things about life that I don't want to forget. Here's one example of my truth, beauty, and goodness from a day last week. Truth, racism and white supremacy and police brutality are real and a massive tragedy and injustice in America. George Floyd's death, his murder, by cops in Minneapolis is an absolute devastation and is just one of far too many lately. Beauty. More than ever before in my lifetime, I'm seeing white people stand up for people of color, speak up about racism and their own privilege and injustices that are happening, and rally for change and justice. Goodness. The rallying is working. Cops are being arrested and held accountable, although there's still far more to come. Petitions are being signed. Calls are being made. Statues are coming down. And change is starting to happen. It's simple, but it's effective, and it's meaningful to me to look back at these statements of truth, beauty, and goodness from the days and weeks of my life. I encourage you to give this exercise a try. P.S. A quick Google of these terms led me to some thoughts from C.S. Lewis about these words that are far too deep for me to easily grasp, but I definitely want to keep exploring more of his writings here. These words also call to mind Philippians 4, verses 8 through 9, which in the message says, Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Those are words I want to follow and how I want to live my life. Now for discussion. Let's talk about echo chambers and getting outside of whatever bubbles you might have ended up in. I've been thinking about this idea a lot lately, as more than ever, it seems we're taking stock of who we are listening to and learning from, who we call friend, who our circles include or are missing, and how we might take steps to stretch and expand those things. I remembered writing a blog post about this a few years back, and it was interesting to reread some of those words I wrote about this about this in 2016. Side note. I feel like 2020 is giving 2016 a run for its money in terms of crazy and really hard and heavy and just bizarre years. Am I right? Gosh, I feel like we had no idea back then what was coming. Anyway, here are some of the words I wrote about echo chambers. In a world more ultra-connected than ever, it is so easy to accidentally find yourself in vacuums and echo chambers. It's so easy to be friends with your friends, to only follow the people you agree with, to only listen to the channels of opinions that align with your own. Our social media apps do this for us, this targeting of information based on what we've liked in the past, and we haven't even fully realized all the ways things have been modified or filtered or just plain left out. And here's my question. 
If the only things you ever read or hear or see are the things you agree with, how much are you really growing? Sure, it's easy. It's comfortable. It's safe. When everyone you interact with thinks, believes, and acts relatively the same way you do, it's frictionless. It's harmonious. But it's also more shallow, more superficial, and not actually real. Your flavor of opinions and beliefs and morals, etc., is only one flavor out of so many in the world. Why would you not want to taste the others? You can be vanilla all day long, that's fine, but wouldn't life be better if you just tried a sample of raspberry or espresso or salted caramel every once in a while? Nobody is asking you to change your ways entirely or become some whole new thing, but why not experience other things? Why not take a taste and see what you think and mull it over for yourself? Maybe it's just me, but I don't want to live a sheltered, safe, shallow life. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not me saying go start debates and fights in the Facebook comments with people who believe differently than you. This is not me saying you have to be BFF with every people, every person you adamantly disagree with. This is just me encouraging you to realize the ways you've surrounded yourself with people and information that's comfortable and try to take some steps out of that and expand your mind and heart. It's hard too, I won't lie. It's uncomfortable at times. I personally am having to confront the ways my privilege blinds me. I'm having to examine my own opinions and determine if they're valid or if they maybe were misinformed and out of line. I'm also having to defend the beliefs I hold to and truly own them as I hear other conflicting beliefs presented. But it's beautiful. It's changing me. Only listening to the friends who are like me doesn't change me like that. They encourage and affirm me, sure, and that's a wonderful and good thing. But the friends and people who are nothing like me, they make me stretch. They make me grow. They make me deeper and better. The books that write of things I don't know about or don't agree with or don't think are true, those books push me. They invite me to wrestle with everything inside of me and come out more well-informed and aware and sure. The pastors that preach on the Bible in the way I've never heard before, those pastors push me. They too invite me to wrestle with what I believe to be true of scripture. And they call me into a place where I'm seeking God more wholeheartedly and earnestly to hear what is true from God above all else. The podcasts, the news channels, the social media accounts, all the things sharing opinions and information and updates with me, they push me. They require me to be discerning, to think critically, to look deeply at what is being said and make my own meaning from it. These things that are different, they're the things that make me better. I encourage you not to stay in an echo chamber in your life. Don't stay stuck in the places where everyone around you tells you what you want to hear or what's safe to hear or what's comfortable to hear. Step out into the noise however you find you can do that safely and in a healthy way and encounter things that are other from you. See how they challenge you and how they change you. Come back and tell me if it's true that you're better as a result too. 
man, I wrote those words four years ago, and there's definitely some things I would change or update now. But overall, I am grateful for the advice from my past self to continue to challenge and push the boundaries and the bubbles and really step into a deeper, truer place. Okay, friends, that's episode 16. Thank you for continuing to tune in and listen. It really means a lot to me. I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review for the podcast. It really does make a difference, and I'm thankful for your support. Before you leave, here's a benediction of sorts. A truth? You are beloved. Beauty? You are being made into a new creation day by day. And goodness? You are never alone, but instead interwoven into a family that sees you, knows you, loves you, and wants the best for you. All of us are in this together. If you are looking for me online, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel A. Dawson, and my bookstagram is at All the Rad Reads. For everything else, you can find me at racheladawson.com. The music and mix for this episode were created by my talented brother, Drew Dawson. Thanks for listening, and stay rad, friends.